Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? Fine, fine, and yourself? Oh, man, you know what? We actually got this project passed. Oh, you know, this remodel. Oh, uh, and oh, this. Oh, so it's done. Yes. It's done. Wait oh. a minute. It's not complete yet. We're getting our uh, final appliances this Friday. Wow. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. You're well, not going to be able to eat after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm tired. You know how much I love to cook. I'm tired of eating out. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh golly. Oh, by the way, they also changed the insulation in my house. Hated the blowing stuff that we have. Oh yeah, the, the little popcorn stuff. Yeah, I hated that stuff. So they came in, sucked that all out, and then they put in the new insulation, which was, and it really keeps the house. You could really, it keeps it at a very normal temperature. There's no highs or lows. I haven't had to run the air conditioner or heater since we, since we did the insulation. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And wow, I'll tell you, yeah, it in? yeah. Oh, man, it was great. Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, when they were doing the uh, extraction of the uh, old insulation, uh-huh. I thought I was watching E.T., <laughs> why do you remember that scene when they were kind of like they got the, the tent over the house like they're fumigating it and they have all of these <laughs> this uh this plastic everywhere yeah, yeah. that's what this was Jeez. i'm looking for et you know phone home <laughs> i'm going like oh man what is up with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i'm going to be working down there uh in a week a oh. couple, uh, yeah about a week or two I'll be down there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I've always, like, I've always uh, told the wife, mm-hmm. the truth is that retirement kills more people than hard work ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, what do they call someone who enjoys Mondays? Retired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm, you know what else I'm finding out about retirement, Cotton? Mm-hmm. is that you only have a key structured schedule for retirement. Yeah. And that structure is a rigid nap schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. oh, and by the way, uh, we just had Memorial Day, right? Yes. I mean, we just, we just yes. passed it, and you were out there uh, doing your uh, patriotic duty, uh, setting up flags, right? Yes. Did, did I send you the picture of the tree? You did not. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, spooky, man. I showed some people uh, when I was on my walk, mm-hmm. uh, some of the neighbors, and, and they're going, oh, that's creepy. That's just... <laughs> And I didn't tell them what to look for. And you're stunned of a gun if it isn't two hands coming out of that tree. You no. can see the fing- fingers, the thumb. I mean, oh, God, it's spooky. Oh, you do, you're going to need to send that to me so I can see. I, yeah. I'll do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know that, that, that Memorial Day is basically an American holiday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Originated yeah. as Decoration Day. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Originated in Decoration Day in 
1868 became a federal holiday in 1971, which surprised me. Huh. Yeah, I thought it was a holiday a lot sooner than that. Yeah. I mean, so it was at the end of the Civil War in the spring of uh, 1865, you know, which had claimed more lives, American lives, than any other war before it or even after. Yeah. You know, and so what happened was that people started using um, any day in May. Mm-hmm. And someone did it the first, some did it the other one as a memorial for the fallen soldiers of the Civil War. Wow. Really unclear when this tradition actually uh, originated, right? Because different communities did different things. They believe, though, the first organized observance was uh, done by a, a group of uh, a formal, uh, former African-American enslaved people in Charleston, South Carolina. Less really? Than, yeah, less than a month huh. after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. Wow. Nonetheless, in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the original birthplace of Memorial Day. Really? Yeah. Huh. And the reason, the reason for that is that Waterloo was the first to celebrate multiple times, starting on May 5th, 1866, it, in which uh, it would close down all the businesses, residents decorated graves of soldiers and flowers, and this was a community-wide event. So the federal government decided that that was the original Memorial Day. Wow. Uh, each year on Memorial Day, a national moment of remembrance takes place at 3 p.m. local time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah. And on May 5th, 1868, General John A. Logan, leader of the Organized for Northern Civil War Veterans, called the day uh, on May 30th, 1868, Decoration Day. Where you, huh. yeah, where shoot flowers and otherwise decorating the graves. And this is his comment uh, on May 30th of May 1868 is designated for the purpose of fluing flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of the country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land, he proclaimed. Huh. Yeah, and so on the first dedication day, General James Garfield, who later became president, uh, had a speech at Arlington uh, National Cemetery, and there was 5,000 participants decorated the graves of 20,000 Civil War soldiers buried there. Wow. Many northern states held similar uh, events, mm-hmm. and a lot of states actually made that a state holiday, and it was strictly just to honor the Civil war soldiers or fallen until uh after world war one hmm. yeah and did you know that the confederate soldiers are also buried in uh, arlington as well yeah but their tombstones are different than the northern tombstones oh, really? yes they're at a point where no more normal tombstones are kind of round mm-hmm. the confederacy is at a point and they the reason why they say it was done that way is because that way no Northerners will sit on their tombstones. Oh, really? I'm sure that's an urban legend, but that's, you know, I was reading in a history book, and that, that was it. No Northerner's going to sit on my grave. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but after World War I, then they started uh, um, honoring all the dead. Oh, speaking of World War I, I found this very interesting. 
uh, the uh, 369th Infantry uh, Regiment, or otherwise known as the Harlem Hellfighters. This was a group of African-American infantrymen unit who fought in World War I, and they uh, spent more time in combat than any other American unit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and despite their courage and sacrifice, dedication to this country, what did they come back? Did they come back to what? Segregation, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm going like, Terrible. you know, these guys give their all and they come back and they say, no, nah, you're not good enough. <laughs> it kills me. I can't believe that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, get in there and wash some dishes. Yeah, it was horrible. You know, yeah. All wars now are honored on Memorial Day. Mm, yeah. Oh, but, oh, by the way, just real quick. Do you have Paramount Plus? No, oh, I don't think so. They got a program on there with Sylvester Stallone called Tulsa King. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, if this guy does not win an Emmy for his performance on that, he's got to be a registered Republican. There's no doubt. Okay, <laughs> so, so I mean, you, he so is. You, uh, you saw the show, obviously. Oh yeah, we went through the oh, the whole season. It's it's like uh, I think like nine episodes. Wow, just awesome! It's just a huh. really good program. He's like a enforcer for the mob. Sylvester Stallone takes the rap. He's in prison for twenty five years. Gets out. They send him to Tulsa. <laughs> you know, he's looking that, oh, they're going to be so happy because I took the, you know, I took the rap and I didn't rat on them or anything like that. And they send them to Tulsa. <laughs> it, very, very good. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, by the way, I got a couple <laughs> of articles for you before we get into a podcast. Okay. Okay. This was from the Economic Times. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Scorpion bites woman passenger on board an Air India flight. A scorpion? Yeah. <laughs> In a rare incident, a woman passenger was bitten by a scorpion on board of an Air Indian flight <laughs> last month. On landing at the airport, the, the passenger was attended to by a doctor, subsequently tra- treated at the hospital and discharged, the airline said in the statement on Saturday. okay you know what you know and then what does say air india said uh this was an extremely rare and unfortunate incident involving a scorpion biting a passenger on board flight ai 630 on may 20 23rd 2023 (laughs) okay and this is not the first time they also found a snake on one of their cargo planes Yeah, you can't even walk through with a little pocket knife. Now, wait a minute. You know what surprised me about this article? It wasn't Spirit Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one other thing about uh, India. This is an AP AP News, right? Mm -hmm. Indian official suspended after he drank his reservoir to retrieve phone he dropped while taking selfie. No. You gotta be kidding me. No, man. <laughs> oh, can you believe that? Ah, you know, I'm taking a selfie. Oops, there goes my phone. Yeah, I know. Let's, yeah, let's drain. He drained it like two million liters of water. 
<laughs> now he can look at his self selfie in a toilet bowl <laughs> in the in jail. <laughs> it says that would do at least one thousand five hundred acres of land of uh, water. You know, and then, mm. and there was a scorching summer going on. <laughs> what a knucklehead. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's get into our podcast. Okay. Cotton, we're going to do a little bit something different on the podcast. We're going to do a book review. I know I usually oh. do movie reviews, but I have a book review for you. Remember, I kind of okay. teased you about a couple of episodes ago that we would uh -huh. have a book review. Yeah. This one is, I'm telling you, Cotton, you need to read this book. I know you're a movie guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm telling you right now. If they don't make a movie out of this one from in Hollywood or whatever, they got rocks in their heads. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, this was, it's a great, great book. It's called uh, Raised on Freedom, Fav uh, Favorite Tales of a Boomer Kid by Gail McGuire. Raised on Boomer? Well, right. Raised, Raised on Freedom is the okay. name of the book. Yeah. I You can pick it up very inexpensively on if you got a Kindle or whatever. Uh-huh. But, oh, it is just, I mean, it really hits the essence of baby boomers. And I'll tell you this, this author describes the family members to a T. I mean, I have, you know, I've always wanted to write a book, but I can hardly read, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, after you read the description of the relatives, you can close your eyes and you believe you can see them. This is how really? good this book is written, yeah. It, wow. you know, and it just talks about the uh, about all the stuff that's happened as a baby boomer. I mean, basically, baby boomers were free range kids. Remember, that's the new term that they had. Yeah. In other words, hey, get out of the house. Don't come back till dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that yeah. was it. There was no structure. Yeah. <laughs> no was, babysitters. Was, you know. That was us. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the house, come back at dinner. And, and five uh, kids, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the author categorizes herself as like a tomboy. I mean, mm -hmm. just going out and doing all kinds of stuff. And she reminds me of uh, the, the character played uh, by Mary Baham in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay. Remember, it, her name was Jean Lewis Scout Finch. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just really getting into all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right, and th and this book takes place in Idaho, so there's a difference between uh, the baby boomers that grew up in the city and the baby boomers that grew up in rural America. Huh. But we still did the same stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! I mean, they got some stuff in there, and and of course, the parents back then. Okay, our parents were a little different than parents today. Basically, parents back then came like from the greatest generation. <laughs> and so yeah. by 17, 18, they're fighting a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And, and mm -hmm. during the Great Depression, they're out there working at age 14. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they, they, yeah, you can go out, go out, go on, get out of here. <laughs> no, you don't need any supervision. All uh, right. That's right, man. That's how <laughs> oh, I grew up. There's one part in the book where. You know, she's watching her mom bake cookies. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? The dough has the same consistency as mud. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, how many of us ate dirt, right? So yeah. she she makes these cookies or mud pies and puts them in the driveway so they can dry out. Oh. <laughs> and you know what happens next, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and then and then she does something that is unheard of in the city, right? You move to a new neighborhood. Right. Well, she moves to a new neighborhood. She goes house to house looking for kids to play with, her age to play with. You'd never do that in the big city, ever. Man, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she's got a great thing about dad building their house. Oh, mm -hmm. and besides that, the both parents were in the military. The father was actually at Pearl Harbor at the time when it was attacked. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So you can see the, the difference between parents of today and parents then. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, they we think when when kids today look at how parents, how raised them, they kind of think, well, they're kind of unloving. That's a, no, they're not. <laughs> they love yeah. every. They just lived through the Depression and went through a war. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, yeah. anyway, so that. So that was it. But, you know, you hear about the dad building houses and stuff like that. And, of course, everything doesn't work. They had a great one about the fireplace. Just didn't quite do what it meant to do. So it ended up to be like a cat box type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the dogs. She had, like, dogs. I mean, since it's rural, right? Uh -huh. She had, like, dogs and stuff like that. But the dad didn't like the dogs. So what does he do? He takes the dogs to the middle of nowhere dumps them and just like the incredible journey they find their way back really <laughs> yeah because you know these were like dogs that she found on the street and stuff like that and brought her home dog dad doesn't want dogs she brings two up i think one nipped at him or something like that and that was it okay takes them way <laughs> out there they find their way back and both of them are pregnant <laughs> oh god <laughs> and so of course you know now they got all kinds of puppies <laughs> and uh, there's another great story about how she and her friends built a raft to go down this river <laughs> and i'm going like oh man and then uh, the the point being is that they made the raft but they noticed that it kind of sunk <laughs> you know so okay this is not going to work but what they did is they put it in like a pond mm -hmm. and they would jump on it and jump off to the other side Oh, before it sank, you know, I mean, this is what we're thinking of. The only problem they had one time mm -hmm. is that she jumped on it and a nail went through her foot. Oh, through the foot, not in the oh. foot, through it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in the story, this this one kid, this bigger kid comes in. He's like a knight in shining armor, picks her up and takes her home and stuff like that. Oh. oh, yeah. And the other thing is, they, uh, since it's rural out in Idaho, there's always talk, a lot of talk about riding horses. Oh. Yeah. And, a lot of open fields, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the only horses we ever had in the big city was that one photographer that went around, right, and you took a picture on the pony. Yeah. I have one of those pictures that. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the guy'd come by and he'd put you'd he'd have a western vest and a hat and your mom said, "Oh, how cute." And made you sit on the pony. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture. I never got mine on a pony. Though. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the a, city they had gave them. Me a nick, no, they gave me a nickel and said, here, sit on this one. And then <laughs> they put the nickel in. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, Cotton, mm-hmm. the only thing I'm going to tell you about this, okay, and you know how hard of a, a dude I am, right? Yeah. You know I never mm-hmm. cry at movies or anything like that. I don't tear up like you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing is, there is what, what did you always say of me about me being a buyer? This is thank goodness you're not in the mafia. Because <laughs> you'd say, no problem, it's only business. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's only business. <laughs> oh, there's this one story at the end about this horse that she named Jerky. Okay, because it was brown like beef jerky. So she named it Jerky. <laughs> I tell you what. It is so well written, Cotton, I'm telling you, this would bring tears to your eyes. I moist up a little bit, <laughs> you know, and you know that's saying something when, when I do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm you telling you, Cotton. You heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he say? If you need any ice, just chip it off Joe's heart if you can find it. That's right. <laughs> what was the other thing they said about me? Oh, I was the only living heart donor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I'm telling you, Cotton, if you can, you need to get this book. I think you'll have a good read. It it, it goes fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's raised on freedom, huh? Yeah, yeah. And okay. All righty. So yeah. All righty, Cotton. Well, I think we're running a little long here, so I think maybe we should okay. bring this one to a close, buddy. You got it. All righty, my man. You have a great one, okay? Thank you, Padre. Mm-hmm. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote from Abraham Lincoln. Those who denied freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. And until next time, may God bless.